What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth. Uplifting, positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. We're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, how can you support the podcast? Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star rating with a comment will help us out so much and help us to continue to spread positive news throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode and have the opportunity to help with our community drives. Check us out on Facebook at The Positive Truth to view these news stories and more. What's up, JP? What up? So last week, Michelle was on vacation. How was that? It was fun, man. It was my birthday. I turned 22. I went uh, on a cabin trip with uh, some of my close group of friends. and It was only for two days, but it was it was fun. Now Tim's on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're all taking turns. <laughs> Except Pete, unfortunately. Okay, you need, everyone needs their own definition of a vacation. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Today we're talking about refugees, improving the world, making the community a better place. Michelle, what do you have for your refugee story? So I have a story about Miriam Makeba. She was associated with the Black is Beautiful movement back in the 60s. And she was also known for being a singer. She was Famous in 1959, which led her to move to New York. She was a part of an anti-apartheid film. Um, and then whenever she came back to the U.S., her mother had passed away within that first year. And she wasn't able to go back to the funeral and, you know, visit her and pay her respects. So she stayed in New York and she focused on her music career. She was the first, among the first African musicians to make afro like pop genre like that all of that famous and she just wasn't good with music she was also like i mentioned earlier she was like known for the black is beautiful movement but she was also an activist and she testified against the south african government at the united nations and she became like super involved in that and actually in 1990 she became a, a un goodwill ambassador and she spent most of her life doing that and she passed away in 2008 from a heart attack um, while she was actually singing at a concert but she was super influential when it came to music and I think that's pretty important um, just because I know a lot of refugees and immigrants who do come here and one of the th things they bring the most is their culture absolutely yeah how many refugees do you know I know at least three what cultures did they bring? Central American cultures. They're all Central Americans. What did you learn from those? Ah, they got <laughs> a lot of food. <laughs> they got a lot of good food. Yeah, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode was typically refugees, whenever they come into a different culture, their culture is shunned. Yeah. So you need to act like us. You need to culture appropriate to the people, to the culture. Yeah, like assimilate. Assimilate. Yeah. To the culture that's dominant here it's not they're not taken for granted what they are taken for granted they're not appreciated yeah that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode what do you have so for my next refugee story i'm going to do a little bit of rapid fire ones about refugees all over the world that were fleeing one is a doctor her name is carmen para she was a venezuelan doctor and she had to flee venezuela and now she works in peru Whenever she was in Peru, 
She had to work as a waitress, a sales assistant, a receptionist at a radiography clinic. And then she got her medical rec credentials recognized in Peru. She could become a doctor. The second that happened, that's when coronavirus hit. Oh, dang. So this whole time, she's been going without days, seeing her three children, leaving her, her close friends, and spent all that time fleeing from Venezuela to get a better opportunity just in the nick of time for coronavirus. I think that's really awesome. That's a lot. That, like, in a sh like, just thinking of like a short amount of time, that's a lot to undergo. Absolutely. And just to think, like, you have that medical degree and you go to a different country and they're like, hmm, let's wait till we get your credentials. And then that takes years. Yeah. While you're waiting, is like, like, you're a doctor being a waitress and a sales assistant while taking care and feeding your three kids. And then the second you get everything together, the pandemic happens. And now she's in another. That sucks. But that's a lot of perseverance. And it just shows you how influential refugees and how helpful they can be. Definitely. Another story I have, a little short one, is about a lady named Media Cidio Cidio. And yes, I practiced that, thank mm. you. And she was from Lebanon, and her region that she was from had renowned soap. And so she learned how to make the soap at home. So whenever coronavirus hit and she had fled from Lebanon, she was in a Jordan refugee camp. And of course, when coronavirus comes to a refugee camp, you're so packed together. Mm -hmm. Basically takes out, get everyone gets it. So she started making it in the refugee camp and she started sending it around to places in Jordan. And since she's done that, coronavirus has been much slower in those areas. Oh, that's good. And also, making soap at home is awesome. It's really easy, isn't it? This is me shrugging on um. the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I have it no sure idea. Is. But I just think it's awesome she took her native culture, her native soap, native to her region. Mm -hmm. And even though she was fleeing, it ended up helping people in other regions. Yeah. It shows you how that diversity can make us all stronger. Definitely. I have a few more short ones, but we're at the middle, so we're going to pause and do audio meditation. It's where we both talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well, guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Michelle, what are you grateful for today? I would say I am grateful for uh, those friends you have that put you in check when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. They keep you real. I'm grateful for laughing at yourself because there's probably once a year I do something incredibly idiotic and I have to tell everyone and we all laugh. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years ago it was hump day. I never knew what hump day meant. What the heck? <laughs> and I just moved this month. And one of the things I, I love brushing my teeth but I didn't like the fact that my toothbrush didn't have a place to cover the bristle. Uh -huh. So this whole time I've been putting it in the drawer. And then whenever I moved, I realized where I'd charge my toothbrush on the side, there's a place to put the take off the bristle and put it in there. And this whole time I never noticed it. But there was something in there to hide it? Yes. Dang. <laughs> so this whole time I've been looking around trying to like, I need to figure out a way to keep the bristles clean whenever I'm not using it. <laughs> and not put it in a drawer and the whole time it's been right there in front of me. I just hadn't connect the plastic piece that pulled it over mm -hmm. and I had it laying there and I was like, wow, JP, wow. 
It's okay. Those are like small brain farts. They happen to everyone. But you gotta laugh at yourself. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I am grateful for. <laughs> what do you have for your next refugees in the news story? So I have two short ones. Um, one is actually about Wycliffe Jean. I did not know about this about him. Um, at the age of nine, his family fled from Haiti for the for the U.S., um, moving to New Jersey. And what he was, he was a member of the Fugees, and it's a popular like hip hop group. And since then, he's like had a super successful solo career. I know one song he has with Young Thug. I love that song. Um, and I really, I did not know he was a refugee. This is something new I am learning just this moment. And then the second one I have is about Roberto Suarez. He was from Cuba. At the age of 33, he left after Fidel Castro seized power and he came here to the United States. He worked in the mailroom of a newspaper company, the Miami Herald, um, and from there he just kind of kept working and rose the ranks. Um, and then he was president of the Herald eventually and then went on to found a language or Spanish paper called the Nuevo Herald. Um, and since then he just been like really into the Hispanic community and like advocating for like journalism. Yeah, that is awesome. You really didn't know why Clop John was a uh, refugee? No, I didn't. I just knew he had a song with Young Thug, that's it. I guess I'm older than you, but he's yeah. been making music since like 92. Yeah, I wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the Fugees won all the Grammys. That's cool. I have no idea. And you know that Shakira song, Hips Don't Lie. Yeah. It's him too. Really? You didn't know that? No. I just listened to Shakira. I don't listen to him. <laughs> so yeah, why 2 left John's been crushing it. And that second story is even more awesome. Yeah. It's not just music. It's like, it's he's really... Yeah. And he went up in the ranks, too. He became president. Absolutely. I have two short ones for my last ones, too. My first one is about An Cao. He was born in Vietnam in 1967. And his father was an officer in the South Vietnam... Vietnamese army and he was actually imprisoned and they had to flee and escape him and his two siblings to the US and they settled in New Orleans and so eventually he was like in 1970s there's not a lot of support for refugees so he became an advocate for them and showed that they could do anything so he got a law degree and in 2008 he was the first Vietnamese American ever refugee or not to become elected to US Congress oh no way so he went from being a refugee, getting a law degree, helping out people, to becoming the first of any any Vietnamese American to become a U.S. Congress representative. I think it's awesome. Just goes to show you what kind of perseverance he had. Yeah. The last one is my favorite refugee story of the day. It's about a man named Philip from Nigeria. In 1966, civil war erupted in the Nigerian central government and he had to flee with his parents. He spent three years in a refugee camp where he got no school, had barely had any meals, no clean water. And in 1974, he came to the US. He was three years behind all his peers in education. But he was like, when he got here, he saw the opportunity and he was like, I don't care what you all think, I'm gonna make it happen. So he got a degree in mathematics civil, coastal, and marine engineering, and computer science. Yeah. He had five degrees after being behind. 
He had made so much advancement in computer engineering. He won the Computer Science Prize, the Gordon Bell Prize in 1989, and went from basically never seeing a computer before to becoming one of the top 10 influential people in computer design ever on the planet. That's a lot. <laughs> he just has show, done a lot. Just show, And he was a refugee behind. Just shows you how impactful and how influential they can be without you even knowing it. Yeah. So yeah, those are refugee stories. If you know one, if you know a refugee, anyone that needs help, if you know anyone that doesn't like refugees, share this episode. And tell them to open their mind. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have Tim for quotes. But I got a joke. Did you know the first french fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking like, how? How? <laughs> we appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive. <laughs>